What is up, Houston, H-Town, and Astros fans? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Jeff Balky, on the Believe in Astros podcast here on the Believe Podcasting Network. It is Wednesday, July the 13th, as I'm recording this. Uh, it's very, very hot outside, as I'm sure many of you know who live in Houston and in Texas in general. Um, if this podcast just goes out in the middle, it's probably because ERCOT turned off the power. I'm not going to get into that right now. Anyway, a couple of things first. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff Balke, J-E-F-F-B-A-L-K-E. Always happy to hear from you. Second, uh, the folks that believe have set up a little uh, merchandise store uh, for us. There's a t-shirt out there, a Crush City t-shirt starting. I'm, I'm hoping to live up someday to the Clutch Fans store. If you haven't gone and seen my buddy Dave's uh, store, Clutch Fans, the legendary Rockets fan site, you really should go check it out. It's got some very funny t-shirts and, and good stuff, and I'm hoping we'll do that. Uh, right now, the, the, the first Crush City t-shirt is out for our podcast, and I will put the link in the podcast information that you can find at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. So before I dig too much into kind of what's going on with the Astros in general, what the hell happened last night? So I was out with some of my buddies hanging out at at, uh, my boy's house, hanging out, having a good time. And uh, it's getting a little late, and I start glancing, obviously, the Astros game on the West Coast uh, against the Angels, and I had seen throughout the night they were up, you know, four to nothing, five to one. I was like, yeah, that's good. You know, I'm DVRing it. I'll figure I'll watch it a little bit later. Then all of a sudden, I see that they're tied up five five. After the eighth, I'm like, what the hell just happened? And then I see that Kyle Tucker comes around with a. Uh, RBI in the ninth, and they end up winning at six to five. And then I look up and see that, like, I don't think any of the runs were earned. There was like multiple errors, a passed ball. I, I mean, what the hell? That's the weirdest. That's one of the weirdest games you'll ever see. I replayed and watched the uh, eighth and ninth inning. It was just bizarre. Uh, fortunately, it ends up in a win. I mean, it proves really two things. It proves one that. Uh, Kyle Tucker deserves to be an all-star, something we're going to talk about here in a minute with just a little under a week left before the all-star break. Um, But it also proves that um, the Angels are terrible. (laughs) I mean, they are terrible. And the Astros, I don't know if they just lost some of their mojo, if they're getting a little worn out, they're looking for some some time off. But uh, that was weird. And I'm glad it's over. Um I'm going to want to talk about the week here coming, you know, the week we've seen and the week coming up. I I have a post on the Houston Press. Uh, You can find the link to my author page on the press in in the Believe uh, description of each of these podcasts. Um, And uh, I also want to talk a little bit about the injuries we're dealing with now, particularly Jordan Alvarez. Um, But before I do that, let me just say two things about clothing. And this is, it's on topic, right? First, it was announced that um, there are, you know, all-star uniforms. You know, they have these all-star uniforms, and they displayed them. I have always been dismayed by people's, like, fascination with and sort of obsession with different uniforms. I mean, I just, I love, I like nice clothes like anybody else. I just don't care that much. You know, they're like, ooh, look at the, 
road jersey or ooh, look at the you know alternate jersey or whatever. The only thing for me that I ever cared about on any jersey is seeing if they had the word Houston on it, right? Um, to me, that's the most important thing. If it says Houston, I'd rather see it saying Houston than Astros or Houston than Rockets or than Texans or whatever the team may be. Uh, but otherwise, I you know, I don't care. But people are, I mean, they get obsessed. They get upset. Like, oh, that's a terrible uniform. That's an awful jersey. It's like, I mean, okay, I'll admit there were some really bad Astros jerseys that have been in the past and logos, that weird star logo, although I still have a, a hat that I wear for workouts that has it on it. But I just don't care. And so when the all-star uniforms come around, it's I just don't care. And and a friend of mine mentioned the other day, she was saying that she liked it better back in the day when they used to just wear their own uniforms. Wherever they would play the game, like this year it's in Los Angeles, so Dodgers are hosting, so it's a National League park. So the National League team would wear their home unis, and the American League team would wear their away uniforms, right? But it would all be, and there would be like a whole bunch of different colored uniforms out in there. I like that. I thought that was cool. And she and I both agreed that we preferred that to to whatever they do now. I mean, I, I know what they're doing. They're trying to sell uniforms. I get it. And that's, you know, whatever. But uh, I just don't care. Maybe you care. And if you do, hey, good for you. I just don't. So that's as far as I'm going to talk about it. But there is one other item of clothing I want to talk about. I should say happy 713 day. This is a weird concoction, frankly. Um, you know, 713, the original uh, OG of area codes here. Um, you know, my thing is, what if our area code didn't lend itself to a date? You know, what if if what if we use 281? When are we going to have... Uh, uh, happy two eight one day, right? Um, but one of the things that happened is Bun B, the unofficial mayor of Houston, and uh, the Astros released some like seven one three gear. I don't know if you saw this today on Twitter, but one of the things that that Bun B listed was a hat, like a limited edition hat that came in some box. And they were selling the hat for $713. I paused purposefully there. That was not me. That was not ERCOT shutting off the power. That was a That's what we call in the business a dramatic pause. Because $713, look, 713, it's clever. How about $7.13? How about $71.30? Maybe even that is reasonable if it's really limited edition. $713 for a hat? That is insane. That's stupid. And it's and I it, don't be gimmicky, you know? It's as dumb as hearing the commissioner of the Big 12 today say that they wanted to get younger and hipper by using social media. And it's like an old gray-haired guy in a suit at a press conference. That's dumb. $713 for a limited edition baseball cap is dumber. Bun B is great. Amazing ambassador for the city. You know, old school hip hop guy, really representing the city and, you know, and all that. And that's great. But let's not lose our minds. It's a baseball cap, man. It's not encrusted in diamonds. <sighs> okay, let's talk about baseball and get away from clothing for the moment. So, 
I did write, as I usually do each week, put in, in the Houston Press my sort of Astros week. Uh, let's start with the All-Star game. The Astros have five All-Star selections. Jose Altuve, the only position player to make starter. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, frankly, should have been the DH. Uh, he was not. Um, but he did. He is the backup at DH, and Kyle Tucker will make the reserve list in the outfield. Much Very deserving. Um, Altuve, this is his team record eighth appearance. Uh, previous high was Craig Biggio, who had had seven. Um, Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez were selected to the pitchers in the AL pitching staff. I'd kind of privately hoped Ryan Stanek might get a nod, uh, the way Chris Davinsky did back in 2017, but it's difficult to get, um, non-closers and non-starters onto the all-star game. And frankly, there's a lot of deserving pitchers out there this year. Um, now Jordan is not going to play in the all-star game, nor is he going to appear in the home run derby, which is really the biggest bummer of all because of a hand injury. Now here's the thing about the hand injury. So this is apparently, we we just learned about this. He's on the IL. He's going to miss this angel series and the next one against the A's. And they're hoping to have him back right out of the gate, uh, after the all-star break against New York. Uh, when they come to uh, Houston and play two games. So the Astros are so weird in disclosing injury information. They're like the New England Patriots of Major League Baseball. They treat injury information like the nuclear codes. I'm sure this is some sort of strategy. You don't want people to know exactly what's going on and all that, and you're trying to you know, maybe off get some sort of an advantage, or I don't know what advantage you could possibly get, but um, so all we know is he's got a, a hand inflammation. It's something that uh, that had been going on for a while, and and manager Dusty Baker said it had been getting worse. Now there's a lot of fears that maybe he had broken the hamate bone, which is a a bone that sounds like a ham bone, but it's not. It's just a tiny bone in your hand, and uh, which is not an uncommon injury. Um, but the Astros kind of said, no, that's not what it is. It's just inflammation. Now he had been like, and the only reason I'm a little skeptical about all this, and I'll, and I'll tell you what I mean in a sec, is that he had just been crushing baseballs. He's up to, I think, 26 home runs and he had just been crushing lately, like relentlessly. So I start to wonder like, okay, if his hand really hurts him that much, it's obviously not affecting him. So is this one of those things where he could probably play if it were like the playoffs or whatever? And if so, they're probably just giving him time off? I feel like the same thing is true with Michael Brantley. You know, Michael Brantley's got some kind of a bicep soreness issue. I kind of feel like almost they're like, listen, Uncle Mike, just we, we got some crappy teams that we're about to play. Just take the all-star break. Get yourself healthy. Get yourself, and frankly, I'm not at I'm not at odds with this strategy at all. I'm the same thing. Hey, skip Justin Verlander occasional start. I'm good with that. I mean, I'm sure he wants to be a 20 game winner. I'm sure he wants to get up over 250 innings pitched or whatever he does and his amazingness and you know however many strikeouts he's going to throw. I'm sure he wants all of that. But also, there's a bigger picture at work here, right? Um. And we have to think about that. And so with the All-Star break, it's like, the, 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 just so you know, it's also important to note that the All-Star break denotes the worst 
like stretch of sports for the whole year, right? I really hate this time of year, like coming up in mid July through like like mid to late July through like mid September. It's just the the absolute worst. I mean, I like football, but until the games are actually being played, the obsessive discussion of every little thing that happens in training camp, it just it gets I get so exhausted by it all. The baseball's in the middle of the summer doldrums. Like nobody really wants to play. It's hot, you know. There everybody's just trying to jockey for the, you know, for the playoffs. The trading deadline is, will have been passed. Um, and there's no basketball. You know, summer league's over, free agency's done, draft is done, training camp doesn't start till end of September. So it, it's just kind of a tough part of the year. I mean, I'll be watching baseball. I'm enjoying that, which is great. But it's coming into that period, and I kind of feel like almost some of this is like the Astros going, you know what, let's just drop this guy on the IL for 10 days. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have hand inflammation. He probably does. I'm just saying this is probably a way, too, for the Astros to kind of hedge their bets when it comes to injuries. Like, why not give him two, three weeks off just to heal up, you know? I mean, the other argument is, well, the guy's been hitting the freaking cover off the ball. You don't want to take him out, but... I'm just guessing when Jordan comes back, he's going to continue to do whatever he was doing before. He's hitting like a man among boys out there. It's ridiculous. So the All-Star game is coming. Do you care about it? Um, I don't really. I probably won't even watch it. It's a the the class the quote unquote summer classic um, or midsummer classic, I guess is what they call it. I, it's just not a big deal to me. Just don't really care. Um, but we got some Astros in there, and of course, as usual, the Astros are dominating the choices because, well, the Astros have been dominating those choices for a while now. Um, one of the most, they have some of the most numbers of, of players selected of any team in the major leagues over the last 10, 15 years, and deservedly so. Also, we should talk a little bit about grades. We've passed the halfway point of the season. Um... And it's it's worth I, I you know I don't like really giving out individual grades to individual positions until the season's over right there I feel like that's a better analysis we're kind of but at halfway point it's worth talking about and and you can just sort of go around and say okay this to me the the Astros on the whole have been an A they would probably be an A plus had their offense not been subpar through the first half of the first half of the season. Um, but when you look at it, like starting rotation to me is an A, uh, with very little exception. They have been exceptional. Um, the bullpen is also an A. I mean, the bullpen has been one of the best bullpens in baseball. Their entire pitching staff has been spectacular. Defensively, they're an A+. Plus. They're one of the best defensive teams in baseball and continue to be, despite whatever the hell that was on the field in the eighth inning, in Anaheim last night. Um, and they're just, you know, brilliant in the field. And um, the to me, when you look at the hitting, you've got to think it's it's a C-plus or so. Like, they're finally coming around. Alex Bregman is hitting. Yuli Gurriel is hitting. You know, when they get Brantley and, and Jordan back, uh, they'll have their full complement of guys. Altuve continues to be, to be great. Uh... Kyle Tucker continues to hit the ball well. Sneakily, under the radar, Aledmus Diaz has been really good over the last three weeks. 
Um, you know, so you're seeing quality hitting. Even Jake Myers has, has had some quality at bats. So you're seeing guys hitting the ball. Speaking of, even Martin Maldonado has been hitting some home runs. So this is this is a team that offensively looks like it's kind of coming around. Um, through the first half, clearly the most valuable player is Jordan Alvarez. I mean, the guy is... You can't really pick a pitcher. If you did, you'd have to say Justin Verlander, but you know he only plays every five days, and Jordan's playing every day. Jordan has just been... I don't know if he's the MVP of the AL or if he will be. My gut tells me that he's not going to get it because he's still very underrated as an outfielder. And, uh, you know, a guy like uh, Judge, uh, Aaron Judge in New York, is, is going to get the bigger spotlight. And, of course, he plays every day in, out, in the outfield. So there's going to be some, I'm sure, some hesitation there. I think it'll ultimately come down to um, defense and also you know, where they stand in their stats at the end of the year, home runs and all that. It's not probably the most fair way to choose. Uh, but when has anything ever been fair when it came to choosing um, selections like All-Star and MVP and any of that kind of stuff? I mean, it's so subjective, right? Baseball writers of America and their sometimes bizarre choices. So coming up this week... Um, we have a couple, you know, we're in the middle of this series with the Angels. The Angels are terrible. Um, Shohei Otani is brilliantly talented, so is Mike Trout outside of that. Eh. You know, they're just not a very good baseball team. And I don't think they're, that's much of that is really going to change. You know? I mean, you know, frankly, why should it? Um, then they, then they come home and play the A's who are even worse, (laughs) you know, I mean, even, even worse. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's the Astros have a, have a chance to win a bunch of games before the all-star break. Now they come back out from the all-star break, drop right back into the frying pan against New York, but we're going to not even worry too much about that right now. Uh, focus mainly on what's right here ahead of us. Um, one other mention that should happen because it's coming in the next week is the Major League Baseball draft uh, will happen between July 17th and 19th. So that's next week, um, just before uh, the All-Star game. So the Astros finally have their first and second round picks back. Um They've lost them the past two years, as we know, from the cheating scandal of 2017. But, you know, it's, it's, they're going to have um, really some, they're going to have some decent picks. There should be a good pick at number 28 where they're going to start off. They'll have a first day picks of number 64, number 80. Um, so it's pretty interesting, um, you know, when you think about where they've, you know, where the Astros have opportunity here. Like, uh, Brian McTaggart has a really great breakdown, as usual. If you're not signed up for his newsletter on MLB, the Astros Beat newsletter, you should. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm glancing at it now as, as I'm talking, and he has a lot of information on, on the draft pipeline and, and, uh, and some things. One of the things he mentioned is that, you know, that their last picks, Tyler Whitaker, 87th overall in 2021. 
uh, Alex Santos, 72nd overall in 2020. Um, but then you go back and 32nd in 2019 was Corey Lee, who's now at the uh, up with the Major League Club and and looking pretty good. Three hit night the other night. Um, so it, it, it should be, I, I, for the Astros coming up, there's a lot going on. We've got games, we've got the draft, we've got the All-Star game. But I think the biggest thing, obviously, to focus on is what's to come after that. Uh, they do not have a super tough schedule going forward after the Yankees. Um, they have played more. They they played more away games than home games in the first half. They will have more home games than away games in the second half. Um, so they have a chance to really do some damage. They're only three and a half games back of the Yankees uh, for the best record in baseball. And there's no reason to think that they couldn't catch the... I mean, the Yankees are a juggernaut. And again, like I said in the last podcast, bring on the Yankees for the American League Championship Series. I'm ready. Just hook me up to an IV and inject it into my veins. Because that will be some serious, serious awesomeness. And I know it would be probably nerve-wracking. I probably will not be able to watch much of it because when I watch these things, I get so freaked out. It's I'm kind of unbearable. Um, it's like I used to be... I, I'm still a little nervous about flying. Not nearly as bad as I used to be. I used to be terrified of flying, and I would just white-knuckle it you know, through through a flight. And that's kind of how I do with baseball in the playoffs. I just, I'm white-knuckling it. And... and uh, in some ways, I'm I'm a fatalist. You know, guy gets hit. I'm like, that's it. It's over. <laughs> I think so many Houston sports fans are fatalists like that, and you know that's just kind of part of the deal. But um, what a fantastic series that would be, wouldn't it? Oh man, Yankees and Astros. Well, for now, we're not in October, as you can tell from the hundred degree weather outside. We are clearly in the middle of summer, and we've got a busy couple of weeks coming up. So I will absolutely be back with you next week for sure. Um, if anything serious pops up, I might do uh, another podcast in between. Next week, it's likely I'll do at least a couple, not only previewing the All-Star game, but also the draft. We'll do some do some coverage of that. And I do want to mention, obviously, again, that we now have T-shirts. Uh, Crush City shirt is available in the Believe uh, store. I'll have a link for that. Uh, in the description of this podcast, along with links to a few other things, including uh, stories that I've done on the Astros here recently. Um, I will not be linking to the Bun B $713 limited edition Astros lid because, well, I don't feel like I should be promoting that, even on 713 Day. Who's going to buy are you, you going to buy that hat seriously? And if you are, can you just give me the money instead and I'll find a better use for it? I.e. I'll buy myself a few Astros jerseys and a few hats and keep myself decked out happily. Don't give $713 to somebody for a base for one baseball cap. Come on. Pull it together. All right, thanks, everybody. I hope you guys have a great week. Catch me on Twitter at Jeff Balky, J-E-F-F-B-A-L-K-E. I am signing off this week for the Believe in Astros podcast here on the Believe Podcasting Network. Have a great weekend. Go Astros. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.